All right, guys, we're back. Another podcast. And we've got a winner of the Spark Solar um, gun scope mount. Is that? Yep. What'd you call it that? Yep. Vortex. Great for uh, turkey hunting. We're going to be using it. Is that somebody at the doorbell? Nope. Oh. We're going to be using it uh, this, this spring. So our winner is Michael Manis. That's how you say your last name. Manis39 on the podcast reviews. He says, I've watched the ID brothers on YouTube for the last two years, but I recently started listening to their podcast. They give an in-depth viewpoint to bow hunting and habitat management for whitetail deer. I've learned a lot. Thanks to them. I definitely recommend this to anyone interested in hunting. Thanks, man. We're going to send you a spark solar. So we'll uh, DM you on Insta and then get it sent out your way. Nate, anything you want to say? It's sweet. Yeah. Let's get into it. What in is the, that your phone? Oh, it's my computer. Oh my gosh. Sorry. I was like, what? It's not coming from my phone. That is my bad, folks. Well, we, uh, gosh, it's another Thursday, isn't it? Um, we spent last week, we spent 24 hours at Western Hunt. So yeah, let's get into that. Yeah. So we were going to the airport. I was like, we're going to get there nice and early. Yep. Last we night, left Lincoln at 340, 345. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, we were there perfect time. AM. Like our flight was at 620 AM. Yeah. Yeah. This is all AM early. We have new kids at home. So early, um, get there like with plenty of time, like feeling good. Like we're going to, I'm going to be able to get a scooter's coffee and we literally parked at the garage and Nate, I hear expletives coming from Nate's direction. Correct. And he does not have his wallet, no license. That poses an issue. That's literally the one thing you need to get through security is your license. That's, he could have, he could be naked and have his license and we could get in security. That's not true. Um, and so we freak out for like two seconds, get back in the car, start driving. And, but immediately I called my we mom. We both like knew we were like, well, this situation just sucks, but we like just got in the truck. Yeah. Like there was no arguing. We're just like, well, this is the only thing we yeah. can do. So I immediately call my mom. Cause I know she's probably the only one that'll wake up to a call. And sure enough, right away wakes up. And I got on with my wife. I was like, I need you to find my wallet and unlock the door. Which Somebody's coming to get it. Finding the wallet was difficult because it was in your truck and you kept thinking it was elsewhere. But immediately, dad was on his way. Quickly. Okay. They thought that they thought that something happened to us, of course, like most parents would if you get a call at 4 a.m. But um, and they in the middle of the night, they forgot that we were traveling. So but he was on his way immediately. Had to stop getting Nate's wallet. Took a minute to find and it was on his way. So the plan here was I... I was going to take Nate, Nate's bag in my two bags, which security didn't, didn't notice. I tried to hid, hide the second or try to hide the third. Um, but got, I was through security and, but when I got there, the line was kind of long. I was like, this is not and here. A couple background things. One, we like tossed and turned on even giving an attempt because yeah. dad would be getting to the airport when the flight was boarding. So we were like, like if there's any at the end of boarding, yeah, yes. If there's any, Security line, it ain't happening. Mm-hmm. Flying and out of, yeah, flying out of Omaha. So. Yeah, Omaha. So the airport's not that big, but 
Bigger than Lincoln. You've been screwed a couple times by lines in Omaha. Yeah. yeah. So we're just like, what the heck? And, and, and part of this trip, I mean, this trip is half work, half entertainment. You know, we're really shaking hands with a lot of people that we only see once or twice a year. Mm-hmm. So it's important, but like not absolutely 100% like have to be there. Cause it's, I was like, sure. Like maybe we could, like it was really important and I'm, it's very good that we went, but yeah. um, I mean, we are an ambassador for Mule Deer Foundation. Yeah. So it was like, it was really important. We should be there, but, and, and no, I should like right away. I checked for other flights, but there's nothing Yeah. until like that would get us in at like midnight, yeah. you know, um, not, not going to work. Nope. So dad is hauling, butt. I'm through security. Nate's plan is to grab. So we kept going back and forth. Like, should Nate get in security line already? Mm-hmm. But, but that, that line, um, dwindled pretty quickly. I was during like the heavy part of it, uh, for people getting there when they should be. Um, but by the time Nate, um, grabbed the, his license from dad, who did basically did a drive by in the terminal. Nate was hauling, but I, uh, came into the, the airport a little too fast. I think did you almost, because it, you uh, like there was people? a cop, like a security guy that like turned on me really fast. Like, Whoa, hey, oh, I was like, nice. I'm just, I'm hauling. Here's my, I license. mean, he sees people running. I'm sure. Yeah. Um, but it was like, sure enough, I'm, I'm through security just waiting for Nate. The flight's boarding. Um, I haven't, so if it was a little bit further down the process, I, I wasn't too concerned at this point. Like I was like, okay, we're the fine. Short. Dad's almost here. Line's short. He's going to be through security in a minute without a bag. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't. I was not worried. Um, but I was ready to tell the main um, behind the desk lady that uh, I've got a buddy that's coming and I'm not going without him. So um, yeah, I mean, you made it through, and we were basically, and then we waited in line for another five minutes. You know, mm-hmm. so it, time it worked out. Um. It was a rough way to start the morning though. Yeah. They, <laughs> nobody should have that much anxiety that early. No. Um, but yeah, we were in Salt Lake by nine forty five and we're basically on the show floor the whole day, minus maybe thirty minutes. Um I mean It was a long so, day. Yeah. We, we we talked with a lot of friends, our friends at Vortex. We, we were up from three AM. Yep. So three Central times, so technically yep. two mountain. Yep. And then up till, I mean, 10. Mm-hmm. I mean, and we kind of hit the bed early because we knew we had to get up again early for the flights back. Yep. Here's my Western hunt pitch. If you're like in the industry and you do trade shows, just go to Western hunt. Stop going to ATA. Don't go to shot show. Absolutely. Do not go, go show. to shot Western show. hunt. It is incredible. Everybody's there. All the, like, it's just whether they have a booth or not. Yes. There. So, I mean, we got to, we got to hang out with our gastronome friends, Shannon and Matthew. Talk to them for a while. Vortex friends, FHF gear friends. Talk to uh, our golly friends, lacrosse friends, um, meat eater friends, mule deer foundation folks. I mean, probably missing someone there, but. Just a lot of people. Yeah. Um, so it was, I mean, yeah, it was, it was, it was a lot of fun. If you go like Thursday or Friday, especially like you are able to get in to some concert conversations. Like now we know these people, so it's not as difficult. You're not like, but there's still some people that we hadn't really talked to or met much. And we were able to just say, Hey, uh, much easier than you're, I mean, I get, I haven't been to ATA since 2019. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Um, but it was hectic as hell. I mean, if you could get one or two good conversations in during the day with new people, like you're doing pretty well. Um, cause you're always looking for a certain person in each booth. Um, so all in all, I mean, it was a fantastic 24 hours. We went to the Friday night banquet, um, which was great. Saturday night, we weren't there, but we should discuss that a little bit more. It's, um, Friday is their, their conservation night banquet. So there's a, there's a, there's a speaker, a bunch of different speakers, a, a keynote. Yeah. They have a keynote, but it's a room of thousands of people. Giant, um, giant, hall. yeah. Giant ballroom banquet hall thing. And, uh, and then they do an auction. They have like 30 some Just items. Like, imagine like auction the off. local banquet you go to NWTF or, um, Ducks NBA, Unlimited. yeah, whatever it is. And just imagine like multiple billionaires in the room mm-hmm. with like thousands and thousands of people. Mm-hmm. They do. I mean, they do African hunts. They do statewide which, which, general tags, governor yeah, tags. African like, hunts go for the least amount. Yep. Like it's those mule deer tags that, I mean, most, we people, were there for the sheep hunt that went for two fifty five, $255,000. Um, but yeah, Saturday night was the big night. It was the record setter. If, if you follow any of these folks on social media, the, uh, statewide Arizona mule deer tag, the, like the most expensive tag ever purchased in the history of North America was purchased Saturday night at the Western hunting conservation expo for a whopping $725,000. You bought it. Yeah. Insane. I wonder what the, um, What's the uh, expensive tag that goes Friday night? Uh, the other mule deer tag. Yeah, it's is it, well, it's Antelope Island, or it's so it was Antelope Island. I wonder what that went for. I wonder if that was high too. Usually, like the big ones, I think the record before the seven twenty five was five hundred thousand at at the banquet. Yeah, but I wonder what I wonder what the most expensive tag was before that. Yeah, ever. Well, I, that that might have been it. But yeah, maybe. But I mean, you got to think like wild sheep probably puts up some big numbers. Yeah. But I mean, there's several tags throughout the night that go over for 200,000. Usually there's a couple that go over 300,000, a bunch that go over a hundred thousand. Um, pretty amazing. A lot of, a lot of money towards conservation. Usually in those just handful of days, um, MDF, I mean, they raise like over 10 million. There's something about mule deer, man, even more than elk. Mm -hmm. People like big mules. I mean, there's really good elk tags going for like, I don't know what 50, 60, yeah, 50, 60, 70 K. I mean, some in the hundreds, but like it's a mule deer that people want and the occasional sheep that'll get you. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it's pretty crazy to, uh, to see those, those people bidding on that kind of stuff. Diving into some chat hunting stuff. Yeah. So if you're like most outdoorsmen and women, you've got shed hunting on the brain and, and we're in that space, but it's, we haven't seen, well, we've seen one shed buck, mm-hmm. one or two, one, one really young one. And then another deer that, I don't know, maybe three-year-old tough to tell, um, unless they're like really old. Um, but we, other than that, we haven't had a single deer that we've seen that's dropped. Um, people are finding them up North. I feel like they start shedding up there and then start dropping, but like, there are random areas in Kansas, random areas in Missouri that people are finding a ton of sheds already. Iowa. I'm not sure how. I mean, I'd say we're at a 90% holding rate still in, in Northeast Kansas. Um, but I don't know. Do you want to touch on some just, I mean, most people 
know that it's miles for piles for shed hunting, really, really putting the miles on the boots, but some key and, features for yeah. the landscape that we should mention. I also think timing. Yeah. Right now you already touched on it, but it depends. I mean, there's different timing for private and public. I would say, yeah, if you're a public land shed hunting, get out there. It's going to be a repetition thing. Yeah. Walk the same chunk as many times as yeah. you can. But if you're privately hunting, I mean, we've stayed off. We've never stayed off the 80 more because we want to try to keep the deer on there and hope that the antlers land in this yeah. small 80 acres. But having food helps. But like, I think um, we always find the majority of our antlers in the timber and in March. Mm-hmm. February is just in a perfect world. Like I'd get in a car accident and be in a coma mm. till like March 15th. Mm. Wow. And then, uh, like I had no choice but to wait until March fifteenth to walk the eighty for the first time. Yeah. Um. Because you'd find more antlers, I think it'd be it'd be it'd just be like a more like it'd be a f- more fun single day of shed hunting. Like sure, like it's great to break it up, but like we're finding like a couple sheds this day, a couple sheds that day. It'd be really fun to wait till like March fifteenth, twentieth, and then just start just scoop up all ten or twelve, whatever we're hoping to get off the right. eighty. It's actually been interesting. The last three shed seasons, we found exactly like 11 or 12 every year. Mm-hmm. So I want to see if that continues or our management. I mean, it, it's luck of the draw. Like we've seen, we've had trail cam photos of like six different, six bucks in one photo. Yeah. You know, if they all just shake their head and drop antlers and you, you have pretty crazy number of antlers that could be on your 80. If, if that group of bachelor bucks is on, on, your, that time you know, on your piece during that time frame, but it just, just depends. Really interesting study about um, that. I think it was University of Auburn did that. Um, they had high fenced four hundred some acres mm-hmm. and had shut it hunted it for like seven or eight years and high fenced. So they knew they knew they every knew every single buck year, yeah. who's in there, and they only found thirty nine percent of the antlers that, that that were out there. That is insane. Like, part of me is like... Dude, Average age of... Five and a half. Duh. Because you're finding the big ones. Finding Isn't the big hosses. 39%. Like, like, boys. I'd like to know what our percentage is. How many big ones are just hanging out, you know? That's a, that's where I think... I think we're finding every three and a half year old plus. I think... I think we're missing the, the young ones. Yeah. Because when you see a shed... you When you see like a... Freaking, I don't care, 60, 70, 80 inch side. You ain't missing that. Yeah. But I just thought, like, for, even for a high fence, like, okay, so how many sheds are we finding on a um, just wild 80 acres, you know? Like, what percentage are you finding there, you know? Yeah. That's crazy. I'm sure people have the eye. I'm sure, like. Yeah. I mean, I mean we know that we've walked, we've had, like, family hunt go on them, and we, they've walked by antlers that you and I would never yeah. walk by. So it's like. Interesting. Like we've never like one we've we've found one antler mm-hmm. and one old antler mm-hmm. ever. Mm-hmm. So like we're I mean that tells you like we're scanning. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it's not like spring turkey hunting the eighty we find more. We don't. We yeah. never. We we have never found an antler yeah, no, after March. But like what I'm saying is like last shed season we weren't finding a no year old antlers. No, you know, so we're not stepping over them. Mm-mm. I have wondered in the past. Like, it, um, some, like sometimes we're like just done shed hunting by like the middle of March, but like we know for a fact some some deer are still holding. So mm-hmm. um, I wouldn't be surprised if we found some during turkey season on occasion, but we yeah. never have. And I mean, you do think about it. We cover a lot of the eighty in the fall, but there are sections that we do not 
the only time we walk it is during shed season. Yeah, you're right. So there's that going for us too. But yeah, we, uh, <clears throat> it's always easier to see the big ones, but really we focused more on the days that we're shed hunting like today. Be perfect. Mm-hmm. Big overcast day. Man, it is way easier to see them. If you're if you're squinting your eyes because the sun's busting your eyes bad in, the, we, in the timber, it in is the past rough. we haven't always like we haven't done a good job of no, because like, we we plan the family shed hunt on whatever day weekend day we like two months mm-hmm. out, and then you just get whatever the weather you and normally like we've been lucky with temp, but a sunny day is not ideal. Yeah, I mean you'll still see the big ones, but it definitely makes it a little easier. And I mean you can notice if you're walking a really sunny day walk into the sun for half of it, walk, walk with the sun to your back. And it's, it's different. Yeah. You're just missing it in all the shadows and the yeah. glare and stuff. Cause you're really looking for that whitish yellow antler. Um, so what, like Nate, I'll ask you like what land features gets you excited, whether you're on the 80 or, or you're walking a piece of public, what are you looking for that your shed meter? I mean, it's food and up. bedding. Like we find it, we find, we find them in our, in our corn and beans every once in a while. And we find them in the cedar patchy with warm grass, feathered like, areas, feathered areas that like they're hanging out in. And it's not like we never find them in our clover plots. I don't know why, but we like, like you, you'd think like a really beaten down trail in the timber you'll find them on. It's like, we don't find them a ton in there. Um, but like the, the, the areas where deer hang out the most this time of the year, they're going to be bedding down in certain spots and they're going to be getting up to feed February. It's January, February. We've like it's going to be cold. At, looking at the 80, there's not one like spot that's just been like, you'll find one. Yeah, for sure. Year one, we found them heavy in the Southeast, but then mm-hmm. not any year after that has it been heavy back there. Yep. It's just wherever they, I mean, they were just generally like warmer areas. I'd say more open areas. which that day. Is single-handedly the best day we've ever shed hunted, and March 11th mm-hmm. it was the first year we ever walked. Okay, it was the first year we ever another, walked. Another it. really day was March 5th. Yep, the year after we found Freddie's match. It's like maybe maybe we need to be freaking handcuffed to Nebraska until freaking March 1st. Even well, March 10th. I probably won't walk it. I mean, I don't want to walk the 80 until. Our parents are gone for a little bit because I, I want to. might have to work the neighbors a bit. I think maybe March like eleventh. That's Sunday. For the first walk in the eighty. Good lord! I mean, I think so. You're right. A coma wouldn't be too bad for the next month. Damn. Yeah, one more month. Oh. But dude, think about that day. That'd be, be good. That'd day. be pretty. That'd be pretty awesome. I mean, good ass day. Like you and I are going to be on the land in between there. Yeah. Like, but like, I don't want to be like. All right, we're walking north to south today, February 25th. That is, I hope you're listening to yourself right now. Tom has like a bad, bad, bad issue with, with shed hunting. Like you like can't control yourself. It's a bit scary. Like <laughs> yeah, I just That's find true. you walking through areas. That's hundred percent. No, it is true. Like you just make it, you're just like checking out areas every once in a while. You're like, Hey, I'm going to take this way with UTV when we head back to the show. That's not time. a problem. I'm just saying, like, you just, you say, like, I'm going to be on the I'm gonna be on the 80, but I'm not really going to shed, huh? You're going to be like, let's just do a quick walk through the corn. Well, yeah, I'll, I'll check the corn. Hmm. Oh, there you go. You're already caved. Well, no, I'm not going to blindfold myself caved. when I go to the 80 if I'm going to do some timber work, but. That'd be pretty dangerous. Yeah. So, um, yeah, what, what about you? When you're, like, 
things that Walking get me on. jacked up yeah. are transition areas between food and bedding. Um, yeah. What about like the side of a hill? Like if you're walking a ridge or you're walking a hilly country, are you walking the ridge? You walk inside hill three quarters all the way up. You walk in the valley. That's, that's always my debate. Like, mm, should I side hill it or should I go on the top and be able to look down both sides? My head, my, mm, my shoulders are at the top of the ridge. So I can see on top of the ridge. See on top of the ridge, but I'm like a lot. Of, I find a lot of the sheds like right just down a tad. Mm-hmm. So I was gonna say, mm-hmm. but I mean I'm walking all of it. So hot tip: walking through cedars, man, just crouch down and just get on that level. Just do a scan, and then when I'm walking, I'll go like 50 yards and I'll turn around, and just give it a scan too. What's what's uh, the best spot you think you've ever had of a shed? Big eight in the corn last year. Seriously, you're gonna find that one easy. I'm saying like, what antler? Finding antlers in, no, no, in no, cut no, corn is really that hard. Was really good, but we were gonna really that was. Well, I mean, we'd find it eventually. I'm but saying, like, what antler would you maybe never find if uh, you hadn't seen it? Just uh, one coming to mind. You always find the easy ones, I guess. Yeah, no, I'm not sure. Mm. I can. Think I mean, there's been some little dinks that yeah, I've found them. Like, yeah, yeah, you, you, you could walk over some small one. ones. I think of three antlers that I found that maybe nobody else would find Ooh, potentially one. I was with Therese walking like this really like thin strip, uh, right along like the, the Creek. And it was like, there's some elevation there that if this deer shakes his head the wrong way, that antlers dropping like 20 feet down in the Creek and it was swoop. It was really eaten up, but that was like, there's like one route to go there and like, you may never find it. Um, and then the other one was with the day with Tanner and Zach when I found that match set, like mm-hmm. right along the creek. Dude, I was, was standing there and I hit. couldn't even see it. Yeah. I could see one side. I could not see the other side. Yeah, that was crazy. That was a crazy find. You got to think there's something like that on the 80. Yeah. That right. It's tucked under. It's oh, those, well, I guess the best one I've the best one I've ever seen was the, the chewed up one I found with mom. That was a few years old in the oh, southeast. Yeah. That one was like I was standing on top of it. I was like, what? Pulled it up is just the main beam. What see? Well, oh, that deer. was during the shed hunt. Maybe club. That'd be it's hard to say. That his main it's hard to say, but it was like that was main beam up. was main beam was mature. There was a uh, our first shed hunt ever. Yeah, that March 11th day. Like right now, where the shed is, mm-hmm. that one funky deer I found. Mm-hmm. That if that didn't tell you how this 80 was going to be, that deer was nasty. Yep. That was that was an antler. I mean, if you could see that antler four years ago before I found yeah. it, I mean, cause that was at least like two or three years old and hadn't mm-hmm. been sitting there. I mean, that would have been quite the find just points coming up everywhere. There, one of the landowners that we're good friends with, um, he sent us some trail cam pics of deer just a handful of years before we got there. There's there. You're talking 200 on at least there's, one of them. Yeah. There's something in the water. Um, I mean, we always talk about it. This is a little off of shed hunting, but like that area in Kansas, you just, we talk with the neighbors, like you'll at least have a 160 to 170 to chase every year. First year, Primero. 173? That was 2019. 178. 178. That was 2019, right? hmm Do we have any other good shooters that year? Freddie. Would have been one mid one sixties. I mean, the deer I shot one fifty. Yeah. 
second 2020, you had Fred and Club. Club, before he got broken, he was in the 160s for sure. Fred, obviously, was 200. Potentially both four-year-olds. Mm-hmm. Swoop, that year, yeah. he was at least 150, 160. Yeah. 2021, we had... Who did we kill in 2021? My buck. And then we both killed weird bucks that year. Yeah. Um, Your deer was anciently old. I guess that was yeah. the one year that was like split you two. Mm-hmm. He was 160s. But didn't have just like a nasty nope. giant. Nope. Then this year, babe, half rack, 180, ballpark. He was the big one in the area and we smoked him. Um, split you two still around. He was, he was, he was gnarly. Um, then this next year, we've yeah, got maybe, Tommy. I mean, maybe one of the most exciting years for big bucks. Like, yep. since Fred. You got potentials here. You got Tommy. Obviously, like, that deer we're going to shoot September 14th. We have had since two and a half, three and a half, four and a half. And we will he have calls five. He, he, like, half. he calls 80 his his home. Which he's staying later than he's ever oh, stayed. Dude, he's just going to keep staying. He, he, we have never picked up one of his sheds. He always leaves during the winter, but he's well, back in the summer. We never, we didn't have a picture of him after November last yeah. year. So just like, he's here. We had him in December last year. December, okay. Yeah. But, but like, yeah, we, I mean, he's still been hanging around. So like mm-hmm. picking up one of those antlers would be awesome. And we have had him on footage every October. We could have killed him so far. Mm-hmm. So it's like this next year. He's on the chop. Yep. Um, so, I mean, he might not score much. He, he'll he, be 150s though. At least, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I'd say he's 145 ish right now. You think so? 140, 145. Yeah. So hopefully he puts on another 10. Sticker eight, big jump. He He's our deer that could go 170. Mm-hmm. Obviously, like if you find Segundo, <laughs> we have one trail game or picture of this deer who hung around a lot the year before. Yeah. 2020, he was everywhere. Yeah. As a third year old. 21. 21, he was everywhere. 22, we had person. one trail camp pick of him. This Couldn't year. get rid of him in person in 21. No. Saw him multiple times. Just a one trail camera picture, what, October or November 17th? And I mean, last year we were like, that deer is going to be a freak. Yeah. And we have one picture of him that He's is. A fr- oh, two. Summer. So yeah. No. Yeah. Was it summer? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He was velvet still. Yeah. I forgot about that day. That was a weird yeah, day. That, that was, was August. Yeah. Cold front came through and mm-hmm. we had all these bucks that we yep. just saw that one day. Um, yeah, if he slipped through, he'll be one sixty seventies for oh, sure. Oh, dude, his frame is incredible. Like yeah. if, like, say he gets another year, you're like, I mean, he could be two hundred this year. Yeah, let's just say, like, he could be, he could blow up. He put on at least forty to fifty yeah. from last year. Like, he was like yeah. one ten. Yeah, I mean, he was. I mean, he's a one ten three year old. Mm-hmm. He was like one forty five, one fifty this year. Just yep. giant frame. Yeah, like just his brows are like foot mm-hmm. each. Um, yeah, so he's the potential to be very big. Babe. Um, babe, yeah, probably just do it similar. So there's two deer. So babe, okay, and then funky deer, the funky buck. Yeah. Okay. There's three deer. Funky buck, which if you watch our... Wide load. If you watch our our uh, the half rack video, he was the deer we filmed the morning of November 11th. Um, we saw him a couple times. He's like nothing crazy, but he'll, he'll be mature. Um, wide load... That one hurts, man. Here's here's the story with wide load. Everybody, like if you've been following ID, you know wide load this year. We just took a turn on the shed hunt. Could have, sorry, it could have shot him um, late October. Late October, November or no? Wait, November fifth. We saw him late October. Oh, oh yeah, almost yeah, shot yeah. him November fifth. Yeah. Saw him twenty fifth. Could have shot him the fifth, November fifth. I just 
Could I passed him on November thirteenth yep. in the beans? Saw him. We he was on like trail camera so every day. consistent, insanely consistent. He was beauty. I mean, he could be in one fifties, one forties, one fifties, like just so wide. Low, yeah, insanely mid wide. There's some trail cam pics of him that you look at him and you're just like, what the? Like yeah. <laughs> when the angle hits him right. Yeah, he's insane. I mean, if you are, go to our Instagram to scroll, you'll see a picture of a buck with like in the beans, like walking away. But Tim. also, yeah, in, and in that half rack episode, mm -hmm. like we show like that our first picture we got of him, and mm -hmm. immediately we thought that deer was mature. Mm -hmm. Seeing him in person, I think we just decided he's definitely four. Mm -hmm. And we made it was the trail camera from the year before. If that deer just pops up this year, you're like, yeah. But it was a trail camera before where we, we connected the together, dots. We we're yeah. like, that's definitely him. He was a sweet. He was here all the way until rifle season. Yeah. Okay. Early December is our last December. The third. Was it the third? Or no, it was in the rifle season more. It was like the 10th. It was in there. It was in there a decent bit. December 8th was the last picture we had of him. December 9th, our neighbor, our landowner, Texas, um, or the landowner. Yeah. To the North of us, Texas that we were really good buddies with. He's like, was that you guys? Did you guys just shoot one? And we were like, no, we weren't at the 80. Which is always a anxiety. Yes. He's like, man, it was really close to your, your boundary or something. And I was like, mm, great. And uh, since then, we have not had a picture of wide load. My mind goes such dark places. Very, like, very dark. Did somebody snipe that deer off our ground? Like, yeah. Here's one thing with shed hunting is I think it's a really good end to be able to get permission. Did you see that Utah shut their entire state till April 30th. I did see that. You see their posts and their comments in there? I did not. I'm sure it's juicy. Yeah, it's, there's a lot going on. It's a good move though. Western well, states need that crap, dude. It's really interesting because all the influencers that we know are are against that decision. Mainly because like a lot of the south a south portion of the state is not like in snow at all. Like there everybody's like why would you close the whole Oh, are you saying that they closed the they entire need to state? Close regions. Yeah, but then Utah said that they're worried about the influx of shed hunters that would be coming from the north to the south, and so put the pressure on there. But like, yeah, everybody, Dude, it's true. It's it is way bigger than you think. Everybody that we like, like shed crazy Ben. Yeah, we know him well. He he was kind of. It seemed like he was kind of against it, um, just because the people that are actually following these rules, like, there's so many people that don't yeah, give they, a crap yeah. about the shed. Like in like Utah like division of wildlife's on like on Instagram saying like, would you like, we'll cite you. Like people are like, this isn't going to stop me. And they are like, well, you can get cited and bring like, who is who? Sorry. Uh, I know. Good luck like, finding me in yeah. a million acres of national forest. Yeah. There's like how many game wardens per shed hunter. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I don't know. We'll see what happens there. It, the reason why some Western States are cracking down on it is because the amount of shed hunters has just gone so crazy and it's moving. It is pressuring deer during like, or an elk during their toughest time. But there are many other things survival. that are pressuring it more. And, and then that's like a lot, a lot of these influencers arguments are um, like they still, all that stuff is still open hiking, mm -hmm. like skiing, like whatever you want to do. If you're not, as long as you're not picking up sheds, yeah. you know? So it's like, yeah, people can walk their dog and all this stuff. If like, you want it to be effective, you'd be like, nope, trail's closed. Yeah. You can't bike, you can't walk, you can't snowmobile, yeah. you can't ski. And then, yeah, I don't know. May 1st is going to be a, for the people Slaughter that are, fest. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's interesting. A lot of people were, were happy about it. A lot of people were upset about it. I'm somewhere in between. Yeah.
But for whitetails, I don't really feel like that's a thing. People, people are like commenting land that. Plenty. Like, you shouldn't, yeah, you're pushing whitetail. Whitetails can be pushed around. My God, like, they don't give, like, there's nothing you, like. Oh, they're going to run yeah. 200 yards and then yeah. go into the next cut corn field. It's just, like, it's just different. Whitetails don't migrate. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not disrupting disrupting where they're walking to their the cornfield that's half mile away, you know, yeah. like they're just going to be there. Yeah. Um, you're not stressing them out anymore. Right. But yeah. Um, if you're, if you're hyped on shed hunting, you need to watch our shed hunting compilation that we just put on YouTube. Some of our best scoops. Um, yeah. Get after it. It's really fun. It's really fun. Be respectful of fellow shed hunters, especially yeah. if it's on public land. I love shed hunting. It's a quick period, but it's just, it's just fun to find. I mean, we have a couple of deer that we'd love to find. We'd love to find Tommy. We'd love to find, find split G2. Is that great? Here's a question I got for you. We can wrap it up. But what does a shed antler tell you for next fall? Mm, that a deer made it through. That's it. That's it. In my mind, people are like marking. I'm going to kill him here. Yeah. It, it doesn't mean anything. It, can it, give mean, you it some, means that the deer's around. It can give you a hot tip for bedding, if you find them in a certain area, because if you do find it in their bedding area, I'm sure it's like a, it's like a, a cold weather, cold yeah. season bedding area. You perhaps have, you have no idea. Yeah. They're walking through. Yeah. Their, you you know, have no idea what they're doing when they shed yeah. that antler. I don't know. It, it's more, it's, it's 90% fun, 95% fun and 5%. Yeah. Education. You can do other scouting. Scouting. I don't think the antler tells you the story as does the trail and like scrapes that you find. Yeah. I think, I think that kind of stuff helps you out for the last month of hunting. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, they're doing their own thing, mm-hmm. but it's a good time to have some camaraderie, get together with some of your friends, have more eyes walking the piece, the better. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's super fun. So, Oh, I'll give a shout out. If you're into shed hunting, you need to go check out shed season. They got some cool merch for it. And then rack hub. If you want to like show it, display your antlers, rack hub is, yeah. is, is the goat. Yeah, definitely. Definitely the go-to. Um, what I like, I'd follow shed season because one of the best parts about a uh, shed season is watching like people find sheds. Yeah. In my opinion. And they have all that like on their story. So like I, I'm always like looking for certain people that are going to like document their shed hunts. Like, like Ty Easley and, um, I saw like Harlan uh, Yeah. HB and like, like clay craft was even like finding a bunch. Um, like it's fun to watch people find antlers and shed season puts like a lot of that stuff on their, mm-hmm. on their story. So you can like kind of all watch it there. Yeah. So know where stuff's um, dropping. And if somebody found like a good, good, good one, you can, um, kind of click to their yeah. page and see if they're doing a story about it. So if you're into shed hunting and want to want to watch people scoop them up, shed here's season. the deal. It's February right now early February there are antlers on the ground. Yeah. So if you're really itching, you could put in quite a few miles, I'm sure. And maybe, maybe scoop something, but man, I, you'll find me starting actually to, to care late February, early March. So, yep. But, uh, until then we've got some real good turkey content coming. Yeah. Thanks for listening, everybody. See you.